0: The small Arab village of Ibelin lies in the north of the state of Israel. An unlikely location for a progressive social experiment uniting Palestinians and Jews. Ibelin is home to Mar Elias College, a center for education unique in the Middle East. The college is the only private institution in Israel where Palestinians and Jews teach and study together. It began with only 80 students. Today it has grown to more than 4,000 teachers and students. The center includes a kindergarten, an elementary school, high school, technical institute, and teachers' training centre. This radical project is the result of one man's struggle to achieve peace between enemies. He brings Palestinians and Jews, side by side, in the one school, to learn and grow together. He believes that dialogue, based on understanding and mutual respect, is their pathway to justice and peace. This man of vision is Father Elias Shakur. Father Shakur is a Palestinian who is also a citizen of Israel. After completing six years of study in Paris, He came to Ibelin as a priest in the Melkite Catholic Church. Palestinians call him Abuna, the Arabic word for father.
1: Two weeks after my ordination in 1965, my bishop sent me for one month to a certain village called Ibelin. He said, for one month, Father Shakur, and then we will decide for your final, assignment the village had no electricity we hardly have had water once twice a week no telephone no roads all uh, all over the village it was a rather primitive situation i came for one month to that village Ebelin, and as normal the bishop forgot me and i forgot myself i'm here in this village for the thirty-sixth year already.
0: After the State of Israel was created in 1948, the Israeli army destroyed about 450 Palestinian villages. The government confiscated Palestinian land without offering people compensation or assistance. The families from four destroyed villages began life again in the old Arab village of Ibelim. The long-term
1: effect of the destruction of the Palestinian villages was not the fact that the houses were destroyed only. It was the real self-esteem that was destroyed. It was the dignity that was completely smashed It was all the infrastructure, educational, economical, religious, political.
0: Father Shakur believed he could restore his people's dignity through education. He began by building a kindergarten in the village, then community centers and libraries throughout the region of Galilee. In 1982, Father Shakur's decision to build a high school would dramatically change the Ebelin community.
1: I was inspired to build this school because of the absence of education for our children in this village of Ebelin. And also because of my deep concern to provide the best education possible for our Arab minority, including our Christian Arab minority, I thought it is the only way to be able to convert to dialogue and to negotiate with our Jewish brothers and sisters in the country, to live together, not only as neighbors but as partners to share building up this country for Palestinian Arabs who are citizens of Israel and for Israeli Jews. And that's how I started in 1982. And another factor that was extremely important. In a village like this with 8,500 inhabitants, whose majority, I mean 50%, are below 14 years old, and we had no high school. Only 90 teenagers went to high school in the surrounding towns and villages, among them five or sometimes six girls. And we have many more girls than that, you know? That's why I decided to do what nobody accepts to do to build a high school in this abandoned and lonely village of Ebelin. The biggest difficulties and problems I encountered from the regime from the central government in Israel who refused adamantly to issue a building permit. So stubbornly did they refuse that I had to decide to build without building permit because our boys and girls deserve the best education despite the ill intentions of some people in the administration. Education is as important for us Palestinians as the daily bread. Money and wealth can be lost. Land has been confiscated. Uh, Leadership disappeared. But education, the level of understanding, the possibility to weigh things and to value things, the, the capacity to go beyond your present situation, to be creative, to be innovative, to think, to ask questions, that is education.
0: Father Shakur is convinced that Christians, Druze, Muslims and Jews studying and working together will lead to dialogue, understanding and peace in Israel. Yasmin is a Palestinian Christian. She lives in a village 45 minutes from Ibelin. Yasmin is 17 in her final year at Mar Elias College. She intends to study medicine when she leaves school. As a Marleyas student, I think all the students in Marleyas um,
1: was brought up by Marlias College to be to be hopeful and to fight
0: and to achieve all our rights. Marleyas doesn't like the word hate. You know, she wants
1: always to look for peace, to look for something new,
0: something good for humanity. Maysum mm. is a Palestinian Muslim. She's 16 and has grown up in the village of Ibelin. Maysum aims to make a career in either computers or medicine, where she can be helping people. Uh, uh,
1: I respect him a lot because he although people say it's like a Christian uh, school or something it's not it's like for he respects us all and we all feel like uh, we feel the same there and they uh, what's so special in it's like they take each and each student and try to make the best to take the best of him (laughs)
0: Deborah is one of the many Jewish teachers on staff at Mar Elias College. She specializes in fashion design for high school students. She has taught here for more than 10 years. Ibelin is one of the rare Palestinian villages where Israeli Jews like Deborah come to work with Arabs and for Arabs.
1: I don't think that people can understand it. Not many people, I think, can accept this. That Hey, you're a Jew, why can't we have an Arab teacher instead of you? But I think here comes Abuna, with his idea that he wants everybody to come. He wants everybody to share this idea of teaching, of education, of bringing a new generation who knows other people. I didn't even think for a day to leave this place and look for another school. Unless I'll get fired, but I don't know about it. 1986, we had no more space in the school. We had only one building, and I decided to build a gym with some workshops and some additional classrooms. Our drawings were all perfect. The government said, "Three, four months you will have your permit, Father Shakur. You know our Israeli bureaucracy is so lengthy." I said, "Yes, I know. I understood it's not. A technical decision but a political decision that they will take. And I got myself busy with building, with construction. And when we reached that level, without all these walls and this roof, one year later the police came and ordered us to stop the building till we have the building permit. Well I stopped building, but we started digging underground rooms here we dug 3 underground rooms in the rock because these girls and these boys deserve as i told you the best education no matter who is against at the same time i started knocking on the doors of every israeli official begging them to give me the building permit it took me 6 years to despair from having any positive answer you know what i did i bought a flight ticket and flew from here to Washington, D.C, 1991, and there I popped into the residence of the former American Secretary of State, Jim Baker. I asked the Bakers to write a letter to Shamir, the Israeli prime minister, asking him to issue a building permit for this gymnasium. That's how we got the building permit for this very dangerous building that seemed to endanger the security of the whole state of Israel unfortunately i hope one day we will finish with these zigzagging methods and we will become full citizens as our neighbors who are seated on our previously confiscated land they can build whatever they want they come to houses community centers schools ready for them to use we don't ask that much we ask them just to facilitate our work so that we can educate young boys and girls to become not only loyal citizens but citizens with initiative to work together
0: and to build a common country together. Father Shakur's books Blood Brothers and We Belong to the Land published in 29 languages have given him an international profile. His personal story has inspired people around the world.
1: This is my father's land. We had lots of land here. We used to make three tons of dry figs every year. That's a huge amount. Father bought this land and he cleaned it from the big stones that we see over there, lying down his, in his back and pushing that with his feet so that the soil was mixed with his blood, with his perspiration. So much was the land dear to us.
0: around the village of Baram was one of the last regions the Israeli army occupied in the 1948 war. The villagers believed that the Israeli soldiers were making the area secure, so they vacated their homes without offering resistance.
1: In those days, 1948, we prepared the big banquet for the Jews, for the soldiers, whom we considered survivors of the concentration camps, our blood brothers. They ate our food, we gave them our beds, and we slept on the roofs of our houses. 10 days later, the officer of the army required that we lock all the doors of the houses, give him the keys to guard the houses, and we were ordered to leave the village for security reasons, did he say. And he gave us written promise that within two weeks, we will return. And we went on to that mountain behind me, and we lived there waiting to return home. After two weeks, my father and the other elderly people gathered and went to see the officer. They wanted to tell him it's time that we return with our wives and children home. They never returned to us. Later on we learned that they were loaded onto military trucks under the threat of weapons and driven from here far away to the neighborhood of the city of Nablus in the West Bank that was not under Israeli control, it was under Jordanian occupation still. We appealed to the Supreme Court of Justice of Israel the resolution was in our favour. These are good people who have helped the Jews, who prepared them food, who never
0: resisted. Jew. Why should they be punished? The Israeli Supreme Court of Justice decided in the villagers' favour, pending a special permit from the Israeli military. In 1953, the military agreed that the Baram villagers could return to their homes on Christmas Eve.
1: When we arrived to the neighborhood of our village, we saw the airplanes coming from don't know where and bombarding the whole village, blowing it up in the air, absurd act. And we saw that and we started crying. We never wanted to settle accounts with the soldiers. We never wanted to wish the Jews to become refugees or to leave the country, but we persist, we want to return. We learned the lesson never ever to accept violence or to answer violence with violence, destruction with destruction. We refuse.
0: Religious and political leaders worldwide recognise Father Shakur's initiatives, his compassion, courage and determination. Father Shakur is honoured with many peace awards, He has been nominated three times for the Nobel Peace Prize. These awards further enhance his work, and persuade people around the world to support his cause. The Buddhist Niwano Peace Award from Japan provides Father Shakur with the equivalent of half a million Australian dollars towards building the college auditorium. The auditorium is large enough for the whole campus, around 4,000 people. It will take one and a half years to build if the college has sufficient funds. Meanwhile, Father Shakur has his heart set on an enormous project. His next goal is to obtain American and Israeli accreditation to build Mar Elias University. Within a few months, we hope, we
1: are almost sure, and you can never be 100% sure in this country, we are almost sure that we will get the building permit to add floor five and six, and that will be the nucleus for the Christian Arab Israeli University, the first and only one that exists in the Holy Land. And I want here to have Palestinian students together with Jewish Israeli students together around the same tables preparing now and today the kind of future they want for their children tomorrow. This is the only way for peace and for justice.
0: in the occupied territories fight for their freedom. Palestinians living within the state of Israel are engaged in a different struggle, a struggle for equality. However, during the latest uprising, the Israeli army, using live bullets, shot some of their own Arab-Israeli citizens. Sadly, one of those citizens was a 17-year-old student at Mar Elias College. Asley.
1: violence brings only more violence I understand why Palestinians are so impatient the presence of armed soldiers the situation of no freedom of circulation no jobs no schools no future Human beings are not born to be under occupation. Human beings need liberation, freedom, full freedom. And all the time, the Palestinians have no freedom in their own homeland. I'm afraid my Jewish brothers and sisters will never enjoy any full freedom less also would they be able to enjoy peace or security. It's impossible. You know that our children, Jewish children, Muslim children, Christian children in Palestine, they are born babies, all of them. And all of them in the image of God what we put in their hands would determine their attitudes towards each other. And that's why I gave all my love to education. To give these children another tool than I am better than the other. I am worth more than the other. I deserve more than the other. No, you don't. You don't. You deserve as much as God has given you. You deserve the best and the most as much as the other deserves the best and the most.